listening to Kevin and the Spleen. No one's gonna ever love me. 1098.5 Radio QWX. Quick. Bussin', no cap. No, 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 no cap. Really smack you in the ass with flavor. There you go. This show is about depression, anxiety, PTSD, and chronic illness. We going quick. Quick, 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 quick. We're trying to keep you on the path to the ride home on the evening time. It's a fucking zoo. <laughs> Make it quicks. Make the quicks radio. White lives do not matter. Time to make some crazy money. Haha, <laughs> just kidding, folks. It's Kevin and the Spleen, but I'm the Spleen. You know what it is. We doing the show, and I got one question for you, Kevin. You know that wonderful intro we just uh, did because we introduced the show that way? You know, that's one of our many drops from the sound zoo that is the Smixin' Lord. You know what I'm talking about? You listen to that? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I love it. Well... I hear your voice on it, and I hear another guy's voice, and I don't know who that is because I hear Kevin, and I'm the spleen, but then there's some other guy, and I don't know who that is, baby. Well, we we, we had another spleen before you, unfortunately. Um, oh. The first spleen did not work out, so we, we had, you know, we called it a spleen transplant, and we, we, we upgraded to the, the spleen that explains it and it explains why i think white lives do matter quite a bit (laughs) uh okay that's that's enough for an intro okay you guys we shouldn't have done a show we should have just given up sometimes the signs are uh you know they're lining up they're trying to tell you things and you don't listen to them but hey yeah well hey we we tried really hard like you know behind the scenes like gossip here um since this is one of the later shows on the block of Shrub Home Video Shows, usually this is like one of the last ones that we show. And everybody that runs before this show goes a little bit over. And just everyone going like two or three minutes over usually means we're like 10 minutes late starting every night. And so Spencer's like giving me a hard time about this playfully. But like I, I cracked the whip and told everybody that runs before us, hey, no more going over. We're, we're going to start on time tonight. And we did. We were We were ready down to the second like the show was going to start. Right, we were ready Spencer, to start on time. Yes, we were. We were ready we to start, on, start time. on time. No, we. we <laughs> and whose fault was that, Kevin? For the, the the first time in podcasting history, it it was Spencer's fault tonight. No, no, it was definitely my fault. <laughs> I was late this time, um, but yeah, it's fine. And so I'm a bit frazzled. You ever? You ever? Okay, this is relatable. All you fucking those office drones, you piece of shit. <laughs> um you ever are late to work and it's stressful because you're late to work or maybe you know you guys don't care i don't know but it's stressful because you're late to work and you're rushing and you're rushing and you're getting there and then you get there and then like you clock in or whatever and then you're like i don't now what the fuck do i do i'm late my whole day is off i can't think straight and you know if you're smart you actually before you walk in you uh you take a minute to collect yourself even if it makes you later you know you take some deep breaths you calm yourself down and then you walk in and then maybe you have the wherewithal we didn't quite do that we also had some tech troubles which is another thing that doesn't happen often on the show um which is also my fault that wasn't on kevin's end but um yeah so i'm in that state this kind of frazzled state uh but you know what isn't frazzled is soda 
That's right. I'm I'm thirsty, so I think we should try soda right now. And Kevin doesn't have the soda, and you know whose fault that is? Also mine. That's my fault too. <laughs> but uh, I I just want to drink the soda. Um, so we got oh, it's the yeah I forgot I took out my my web camera. Um, so we got the two game fuels. Jesus Christ, what's happening? Well, who cares? Um, you know, no one listens to this anyway. But uh, we got these two game fuels. One of them is called Mystic Punch. It's Diablo-themed. And one of them is called uh, Cherry Citrus, or Citrus Cherry, rather. And it's uh, Halo-themed. And the first Mountain Dew game fuel, for all you do heads out there, the first Mountain Dew game fuel was, as far as I understand, it was a Master Chief, a Halo kind of... Um, program tie-in or uh, what do you call it promotional tie-in rather and um it's like one it's honestly like one of the best <laughs> here's the thing we always try mountain dews and i'm like this is the best and then like two weeks later i'm like i don't want to drink this anymore I'm, i don't even remember what it tastes like it's happened a lot but um the game fuel the citrus cherry game fuel was like one of the best flavors and back then they just called it game fuel it was just game fuel flavor so i was actually really excited um i've been hearing scattered reports and i don't know if this is what happened to you kevin but i've been hearing scattered reports that people are coming in and buying all of the orange game fuel not the purple one but they're just buying all of it because i think it's such it's been like a popular and sought after flavor so i think people are like stockpiling it uh much like toilet paper in the pandemic um but so that might have been what was happening with uh your inability to get it but that wouldn't explain the citrus or the other one the mystic punch <laughs> yeah the, the gas Cit- station by by me had of the full like cardboard display up and everything it was just completely empty yeah yeah so that that would explain it then citrus punch no no citrus cherry and mystic punch those don't really go together do they like i mean punch is no. i guess a fruit flavor but mystic yeah whatever no, i was really into them when the warcraft series came out because not only did you get to drink it but it gave you like in-game stuff too mm-hmm. and so i went through tons of those and i i felt like just together they clashed really badly yeah man if you want in-game stuff oh man you gotta go to little caesars you get double your xp and call it duty <laughs> man i love doubling my xp in call of duty there's nothing better about call of duty than getting more xp than you normally get i don't know um i've been actually thinking about getting call of duty uh i have a friend that can get it for me for free and it's not kevin um if you guys were guessing it was kevin uh kevin is the president of activision (laughs) but he can't he can't actually get me a free copy but i was thinking about getting it because um I think Call of Duty Zombies is going to be coming out soon. And Call of Duty Zombies has always been interesting. I don't know. I've only played one version of it. I I honestly don't know. I want to say it was Call of Duty 4, but I don't know what Call of Duty 4 was. But I used to play uh, Call of Duty Zombies with my brother on um, Call of Duty 4 is what I think it was. And that was pretty fun. I don't like Call of Duty. Uh, I don't really like shooting games, but the more realistic... A shooting game is the less i like it just because i don't know it's not very interesting to me but also in the call of duty that we played that i think is call of duty 4 there was like a match called sticks and stones where you could uh, only use like knives and tomahawks and stuff and that was pretty fun to like shoot people with uh you had these knives that were like pneumatic knives and so you'd have a knife but it would fire off and so you shoot knives at people <laughs> you don't throw them you shoot them and then you can throw tomahawks anyway oh boy well it's a good thing it's a short show because we had to start late because i'm late 
uh, because what the fuck's going on? Um, but I want to try one of these sodas. I'm going to try the Mystic Punch. So that's uh, do with a blast of fruit punch flavor with other natural flavors. And that could just give me something nice to drink on during the podcast because I'm feeling well. I went on an hour, 40 minute hike today, um, which was good. Um, fruit punch doesn't taste like this. <laughs> this tastes, I would say this tastes like blue Slurpee. So I guess blue raspberry a little bit, but blue Slurpee flavors have this kind of vague tingly fruit note if that makes sense but it tastes melted and it tastes melted together but fruit punch i think has this really bright i think you'd say it's mostly citrus well the thing about (laughs) this is citrus cherry right but the thing about fruit punch is i'd say the primary flavors of fruit punch are citrus and cherry you know it's like you think there's a lot of orange and then there's some cherry and other other fruit flavors sometimes there's a little bit of pineapple and uh other berries or strawberry or something but yeah i'd say like punch is mostly a citrus cherry flavor so i don't know what the fuck mystic punch is supposed to be it says fruit punch but mm-hmm. I mean, there's always this, um, you know, the color and look of it is going to influence. You know, they say, Kevin, <laughs> they say you first taste with your eyes. <laughs> Have you heard this? What, what did your eyes tell you? Well, it's purple. And so I'm tasting purple, but I don't think it's grape. It's just berry. But you wouldn't describe a berry soda as fruit punch. That's what's so fucking weird about this. I don't know. It's not. It's not bad. It's probably my favorite flavor. (laughs) No, I don't know. Um, Whatever. If you're listening to the podcast on Thursday or whatever, Kevin's laughing either quietly or it's getting uh, compressed out by. uh, I've got crisp on, so you don't hear me laughing. But I am. I am laughing very hard at at Spencer. And it's great because you can't hear it. (laughs) So. Well, you know what you can hear. I wish I had Crips to, uh, you know, to solo out all my flop sweat that I think is coming through really strongly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I got some beverage. I haven't had a lot of soda lately. I've. I, I don't know why. I probably is. It's fine to drink diet soda. Do you ever drink diet soda? Yeah, I used to all the time, but then I, I felt like it was just making me feel awful. So now mm-hmm. I kind of just mix it up. So. Yeah. I, you know, I've been trying to lose weight, so I haven't been touching soda for the most part. I had this long run where I was trying those replenish zeros from 7-Eleven, like a 7-Eleven Gatorade. And then I found out that that had sucralose in it. And I don't know. There's some stuff about sucralose that say if you do enough of it, it can cause diabetes and stuff, which is kind of ironic for something that contains no sugar. It's like you get diabetes off of it. But... I was drinking like two of those a day for a few months. And then after I noticed it at sucralose and I was like, I should probably not be doing this all the time. So now I get them maybe like once a week, I'll have one of those. But, um, but yeah, the, the, so I haven't been touching diet soda and I haven't really been drinking soda. So this is like the first soda I've had in a while. And I definitely haven't been really fucking with very much caffeine And there's These are Mountain Dew. So we'll see if I can get to sleep tonight. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a show. It's been like three months. <laughs> yes. Our, 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 our famous three-month hiatus we went on. Yeah. Um, 
No, I don't know. We didn't have a show the week of Thanksgiving uh, because Spotify was having issues. That was weird. I fucking hate Spotify. If I guess I knew this at some point, but I I would not. And and we're on Spotify because of Starburns. But if I knew we were on Spotify on Starburns and stuff, I would have wanted to try and like migrate platforms just because I don't like Spotify as a company. I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. And soon video episodes on Spotify are coming to you. But hey, you I know, think that's whatever. what actually broke. It was I tried to upload one. Like I created a new little test podcast and uploaded one. And that's when everything just died. So well, I you think said I a broke lot of podcasts account. were broke, right? Um, well, everything I had access to, I just couldn't log in. As soon as I tried to log in, it just said there was an error with your account. And it was Thanksgiving morning when I was trying to get them to troubleshoot this. And they weren't like they responded, but I don't think they really had any engineers there to look at it is what happened. Yeah. So what'd you do for Thanksgiving? Oh, wait, I know. You want to talk about it? It was it was perfect. You had some Um, plans and they fell through, but you're such a fucking positive silver lining bitch that... (laughs) that you liked it what was perfect about not doing anything did you not like and you were in la right so you're just i was in la yeah i i just basically sat in a hotel and did very little um Mm -hmm. i had plans to meet up with some people i won't go into details about all that but i had some plans to meet up with people that kind of flaked and i had plans fall through though right and and it was fine and when i realized that i was like secretly happy when i realized it wasn't going to happen that i was like okay now i know what i'm going to do today and it was just sort of like a do nothing recharge you know kind of thing because like when i'm in la I'm, I'm way more social than i am at any other point in my life because like every day i was just like going from person to person meeting up with them and talking work and fun and stuff like that and i don't normally do that so i think i was just kind of on like I don't know. I, I kind of burned out a little bit from 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 seeing people. So I just stayed in the hotel, played video games. Um, the hotel had this unannounced uh, Thanksgiving buffet they set up for all. <laughs> they of had a no knock raid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Okay. So what was the buffet? Tell me about that. Um, they actually the, they had somebody catered. It looked like because um, uh-huh. this was I think it was a, it was a Hampton Inn and they had turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and. Oh, damn. vegetables and, and all kinds of stuff that they had delivered. So that was pretty nice. Yeah. And that's awesome. it wasn't like there was not a sign up or anything. I just smelled Turkey when I got up and wandered around once and I was like, what's going on here? And then I looked and the little place where they normally have the free breakfast was just laid out like Thanksgiving dinner. So man, yeah. I want to figure out how to get in on something like that, because that seems really easy. If you could just like rent a hotel for a night and be like, Hey, I'm going to eat this. You know, that sounds kind of yeah. awesome. Well, That's then I had this just like, your luck, huh, Kevin, you just get fucking, <laughs> well, you, you, you had a paranoid moment. Did you think you weren't supposed to eat it or something? Well, yeah, like I, I helped up like, you know, a huge plate, took it back to my room. And then I was like, wait a minute, what if this was just somebody's private event that I just wandered into and just took their food sure. and left? But yeah. nobody, nobody said anything. So I, I think it was the hotel doing it. And so <laughs> obviously you got away clean, so it's fine. But you didn't, right. you didn't go ask about it or anything? No, no. Because once I realized that maybe I just ate some private party's food, I was like, <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> It, it being a private event does make more sense, but it does. But like, this isn't that it wasn't like event space. It was just like the part of the lobby where they set up breakfast and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And it didn't seem like the people, the other people that were eating food were like, talked to each other. Like they knew each other or anything like that. Like it wasn't, it didn't seem like a group, you know, and there was oh, no so you sign. saw other people getting food. 
Yes. Other people were eating food and like walking off with it. So I was like, okay, this has to be for all of us then. Yeah. And at the I'm, very I'm least, assuming. you weren't like, you wouldn't have st- stuck out necessarily. People, unless they knew, like, if it was an event and every single person knew everybody, they might be like, who the fuck is that? But in general, it's probably just like, oh, there's another person grabbing some food. I'm not going to think about it too much, even if it was. But it, yeah, it sounds like it was hotel. Yeah. But it makes more it was sense like hotel staff that was like bringing the food out and stuff too which i know sort mm-hmm. of been a private event but it, it, sure, it yeah. looked like it was it belonged it just seems odd to be a hotel service but i mean hospitality is you know so it's like it does feel within the realm of like hospitality above and beyond kind of shit you know yeah like once i was staying at a, a hotel on christmas and they actually had um, they left outside the door. They didn't bring it in, but they had Santa leave you cookies outside your hotel room on Christmas, like you know, Christmas morning. That's the so opposite that of how it works. Yeah, I know. I, I'm Did like, he leave you a fucking carrot like, for Santa. your reindeer? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever leave cookies out for Santa? Oh uh, yeah, when I was a little kid, I did. Um, milk yeah. and cookies and all that. And I'd wake up and see like bites taken out of the cookies, and always wonder why Santa did, just didn't eat the whole thing. You yeah. know. <laughs> Well, it's because you got to eat a lot of cookies at every other house, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm i sure that's what explained to me, but like I looked outside for like reindeer prints on the roof and didn't see them and stuff. So I, I was a very skeptical kid. Sure. That's reasonable. I yeah, mean, you did you ever do anything genius. like that? Yeah, we did. We actually had a special plate um, that was like the Santa plate. It had writing on it. I don't remember what the writing is, but said, but I think it was, it, and I think it was like a homemade plate. Um, but I think uh, I think that uh, it I don't know if we made it, but it was in the style of like uh, a plate that someone like wrote on in like some sort of marker that sticks or something. But I think it said like, here's Santa, like, dear Santa, here's some cookies for your journey and a carrot for your reindeer or something like that, you know. Um, so like it, it basically laid out the whole shtick. And then so we'd put the cookies and I think we would put the carrot, but I can't remember. Um, but you know, we stopped doing that at a point, but it, I don't know. We, we celebrated Christmas whole hog pretty late. Uh, I don't, I don't remember my, my, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, my, I remember my parents always would talk about like how everyone affected was affected by it. My older brother was really not traumatized, but he felt very betrayed by the death of magic in his world, so to speak. Yeah. You know, whereas me, I was like, Hey, isn't this just you guys? And they're like, yeah. And my brother was, I think my brother was like, at some point someone asked him, he's like, yeah, it's fucking fake. My little brother. So like, that was kind of this kind of uh, progression that happened. But, um, Hey, everybody drank. Remember that? What a great show this is and was, and always was. Uh, so my Thanksgiving, um, I hung out with my friends, Ryan and Jeff, who have been on the podcast. Uh, they're the, the geniuses behind no one can know about this. If you want to check that that out now, there's a podcast where people put effort into it (laughs) and Kevin puts effort into this podcast. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he invented the internet just to host it. But, uh, um, I, I invited two of my other friends over cause they weren't doing anything for Thanksgiving and I, you know, it felt, you know. The spirit of Friendsgiving is to kind of help, you know, all the people that don't have anything going on to to feel less bad. And so we cooked a lot of shit. I I cooked a ton of shit, man. Um, I cooked a corn casserole. We should put, I should put recipe. No one cares. Uh, I cooked a corn casserole. 
I cooked a sausage and sage stuffing. I cooked uh, a green bean casserole, and I hadn't tried the green bean ca- like I think I talked about before that I did a practice run of the green bean casserole, but I um, I usually don't. That's not something that has had been in my repertoire. And in the past, I had made a whole different kind of stuffing, a uh, more box recipe based stuffing that I really like. But I don't know. I wanted to see if I could make it better. And the sage and sa- sausage stuffing was really good. I was kind of of the opinion that sausage is a bit of a not a cheat, but it kind of overtakes the su- stuffing, if that makes sense. It's like it, it kind of overwhelms it with sausageness. And so I was like, I don't want to fuck with that. But then I made it and I thought it, it worked really good. I don't know. I think there was probably the recipe called for, I think, more bread than sausage. So I think I probably used too much sausage, but I don't think it was bad. I think it was still really good. Um, so everything worked out really well. What else did I make? Um, I bought a honey baked ham that needed to be baked. Uh, which is crazy well, like lie yeah well it is they needed to be reheated but what they've been doing this year and I, I don't think they did this quite last year but in the past it recently honey baked ham company has been saying like this ham's so good you don't have to heat it up we don't recommend heating it up don't heat it up all you have to do is take it out of the fridge a half hour before serving and serve it cold and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about no one wants to fucking eat a cold ham you could go to the store and buy ham and eat it cold you know um but it wasn't bad but i don't know i just you know you gotta heat it up so we heated it up i got a smoked turkey and uh from a there's this uh, what do you call it barbecue place and they do smoked turkeys and other s- stuff that you can get they also do a smoked ham i might try to get smoked ham and see what that's like but um they also have other fixins and stuff so we got gravy from there we got a smoked ham and we got a mac and like a, a third of a flat tray of mac and cheese and so I heated those up. Um, you know, that wasn't so whatever. It's weird because the cookie, the the turkey that they give you is cooked through, but um, you have to reheat it. But if you're reheating something, it doesn't have to come to internal temperature of like 157 or whatever the fuck the temperature is because it's already cooked, right? So then it's like you're eyeballing and you're like, how hot is this? How hot it should it be? Because you know you're drying it out by cooking it, you know. And so it was maybe a little bit dry, but it had a pretty good flavor. It had like a barbecue flavor to it a little bit. And so that was good. Um, and then in the air fryer, I've never made anything in the air fryer. I don't have an air fryer. But in the air fryer, we cooked some uh, Pillsbury uh, biscuits that are in, you know, they're in that like tube you got to pop the tube and it scares some people. There's people that are like legitimately like, ah, when they pop the tube and it's like fucking like not like go kill yourself, but go like run on a highway and reacquaint yourself what actual discomfort is, you know, like there's, there, there are problems and the, the fucking tube popping is not one of them. It's fine. It's fine. It's paper. It's a tube. Um, but whatever, you know, uh, to each their own. But not run on a highway and get hit by a car. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can safely, you know, you could walk on the shoulder of a high highway and you won't die. And you'll be like, wow, you know, I think I can pop one of those tubes. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, so that's everything that I cooked. And uh, it took it took about five hours to cook everything. But I wasn't the only person that cooked. My friend Jeff, he made mashed potatoes. He makes really good mashed potatoes. Um, what he does is he puts a few whole cloves of peeled garlic and like a smallish, I want to say it was a yellow onion, but I can't remember in the fucking pot to boil. 
And then he mashes all of that up with the potatoes. And so you have these, you know, it's not chopped or anything. So you have these big chunks of onion, but like it really suffuses the whole thing with a lot of onion and garlicky flavor. That's not, it's not super strong. Like I think if you make actual garlic mashed potatoes where you put a bunch of garlic in and mix it in afterwards, I think that's more like, what do you call it? Like a fresher kind of like more spicy kind of garlic onion flavor but this it suffuses the whole thing with this really nice kind of underburn if you will and it's it's real real nice and so he's like a master of mashed potatoes i've never really mastered mashed potatoes i kind of want to figure out how to do it but uh usually whenever it's happened it's like i could just let jeff make those and he also made cream spinach and the cream spinach was really good um man cream spinach is fucking good uh that's another thing that i can't make really well i've tried to make cream spinach before and it doesn't turn out super well I think the secret is actual cream as opposed to like whatever. It's hard to find cream. Anyway, um, and then my other friend Ryan, he made a fucking chocolate pie based on like a YouTube recipe, I think. It was so good. It was chocolate pudding and the crust was like an Oreo crust, a homemade Oreo crust that he made just by like mashing Oreos and butter together. And it was so good. It's kind of like a graham cracker crust, but just with Oreos instead. And then on the rim of the crust, there was just full Oreos. So if you like cut a slice, there's like two Oreos just kind of sitting on the rim of the crust. It was awesome. It had homemade um, whipped cream that was really good. And uh, then also he like broke up candy bars and put those on the top. So it was like super, super rich and good. It was so fucking good. Um, And then my friend Amethyst, she brought pumpkin bread that she had glazed with an apple cinnamon glaze so that was maybe closer to like a banana bread but the the glaze gave it this kind of hard crust a little bit like so the outside were like crispy and super sugary and then the inside was pretty sweet but it was like more of a spiced kind of like deeper kind of flavor and it was all like everything was so fucking good um the cool thing about thanksgiving is all the flavors kind of go with each other you know like you could do turkey and macaroni and cheese, or you could do turkey and stuffing, or you could do stuffing and green bean casserole, or you could do green bean casserole and uh, mashed potatoes. Like every combination really works together. But also the thing about Thanksgiving is it's all super fucking heavy, <laughs> um, which makes it like heavy food kind of counteracts your ability to just eat a ton of food, you know? So like we we're cooking a lot and no one had eaten basically all day and then we made the food and then everyone was eating the food and they got all big plates but no one finished like a single plate of food <laughs> except me i had two whole plates of food <laughs> and it was real good it was all good i think everyone had a good time but it's just heavy food is hard to you know um but it was so good and i had tons of leftovers i brought a, I, I like filled up the the fridge with leftovers and i've been eating them the past has it been two weeks no it's only been one week right I've been eating leftovers this whole past week and I'm almost out of leftovers at this point. Uh, but yeah. And then I took the, the bone of the ham and I made soup. I made, uh, I, I've been making a rose caldo, which is this chicken rice, uh, thick kind of rice soup. It's sometimes called rice porridge, I think, but it's more of a soup, but I, I did that, but I did it with the ham bone and ham broth. And, uh, and so it's like a rose caldo, but with ham. And I put corn in it because that seemed like it would go well with uh, ham. And man, the the broth you can make with a ham bone is like super good. And also, if you go to Honey Baked, you can get their bones for pretty cheap. They they'll sell you like two frozen bones for I don't know how much. 
maybe like ten dollars probably more now i don't know but i recommend if you're a soup person to get a ham bone and try to make some ham bone soup it's like real good but uh yeah so man i fucking love food you guys holy shit but uh what was the best thing at the buffet was there anything that was a real standout um the mashed potatoes like that's the thing i wanted to go back down and get more of but like scared myself from going back down there now in case someone like stopped me the second time but uh the mashed potatoes were just like so light and fluffy compared to like this really heavy gravy they had for it that i think worked Mm -hmm. really well together you know it was just like like the potatoes just like melted as soon as they touched your mouth which was which i think is like the perfect mashed potatoes so I, i like that did you think do you think uh they had a lot of butter in them or it sounds like they were really light huh really light like almost like it had a lot of air whipped into it kind of but i think there was mm-hmm. some kind of fat in there too that made them kind of just melt as soon as they got hot so i don't yeah. i don't know that's interesting they probably used a potato ricer that's like a lot of like like restaurants and stuff use a potato ricer and that makes a really nice texture that's how you can get those like they call it p- potato puree a lot of times it's like really kind of smooth uh potato it's uh yeah and then black friday you and me hung out we uh yeah we went to the la brea tar pits that was a lot of fun yeah yeah i showed you i showed you there's just spots on the sidewalk where like tar is like literally bubbling up and uh one of the one of the pits is like a lake or i guess you'd call that a pond probably right it was pretty small i don't know um it's a small lake or, or pond yeah yeah but it was like you could see it bubble the bubbles like there was shit bubbling up like constantly the whole time we were like looking at it, it was just always and and i actually work right by there and so i've been going um on my lunch breaks just to take a walk and so i'll stroll by i walk faster than a stroll i guess uh speed walk by and it's always like popping off i even went at night and it was like really going crazy at night i was like oh is it crazier at night i don't know um but so yeah i don't know it's just it's just crazy because it's a park it's ostensibly a park like any other kind of park in a city that's maintained by the city or whatever except there's just spots where tar is bubbling up and they put this uh they put a traffic cone over it and the traffic cone is fucking covered in tar i don't know why it's kind of like they like dip the cone in the tar before they like set it down like wasn't that weird yeah, like I was, I was thinking maybe like once every like week, one of them just explodes and just soaks the the cone. But there's no splatter all around it or anything, so I don't, I don't know how they got them. Unless someone thinks it's funny, just keep throwing them in the pond or something, and that's and they're fishing them out. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, you definitely get the sense that like at some point there is like a big splatter of tar that must happen, like because the top of the cones have a lot of tar on them or something, and you'd think. You could just put the cone over the little spot and at least they'd, they'd splatter on the inside but no they're splattering on the uh, who knows and also it's like maybe the people wear gloves and so they're like cleaning it up and they're getting tar on their gloves and then they're grabbing the cone and put so maybe it's something like that but they're really it's like there's there's about it's about 50 50 or more tar compared to the natural color of the cone you know natural the natural neon orange color but also we we walked by, spot, by spots that were like this is a tar spot it's either marked or not marked and there's just a bunch of these little broken sticks that are just covered in tar i think like they maybe throw them over the tar to have some it soak into the sticks or something. i don't know it was it's just they had there's all these signs that like explain the history of the tar pits and there's other tar pits that are fenced off and have signs and diagrams and talking about it and stuff 
But to me, the most interesting part is just these fucking cones and the little spots of tar that are just bubbling up places. I don't know. And then we walked around yeah, LACMA for, a bit. Yeah, go ahead. For for people that are not from LA too, because everyone who I said, hey, we went to the, the tar pits. No one not from LA has any idea even what that is. It's literally just naturally forming. It's not like it's not like trucks are coming and dumping tar into this lake. It's like these naturally like this is where tar comes from. Like like the same tar that you would see like on a street or something they used to fill cracks or something like that that you know you get your shoe stuck in. It's just lakes of this stuff that just sit there and bubble all day. And it's yeah, really, really cool to see. Yeah, the 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 lake itself has a lot of water in it, so it's it's mostly like disgusting, filthy water that probably has a bunch of you know petroleum byproducts or something in it. But yeah, I mean, presumably, you know, you see people that dig for oil, you know, and you see oil derricks and the concept of drilling for oil, and then it spurts out of the big tower and whatever, you know, that that's down in the ground, and it, it you can either go down and get it, or it, it can make make pockets and eventually come up. But yeah, there's just a part right down Wilshire. It's like in the middle of fucking LA. There's just this pocket and it's called the La Brea Tar Pits. And it's just where a bunch of that shit is. And it's bubbling up. And again, they built a park around it, but they haven't stopped it from doing that. So it's just, there's, there's the fenced off pits that are, that have tar, but then there's also just everywhere else in the park. It's just coming up on like a grass lawn or something. It's pretty weird. And then there's a museum that's like the museum of the tar pits, but we didn't go inside. I was more fascinated by the traffic. Cones. Um, and then we drove around for a while. We were going to go to the farmer's market, but um, you uh, Palestine protesters were p- protesting the Grove and the cops fucking shut down the whole Grove on Black Friday. Like they were blocking entrances to the parking lot so no one could drive into the park. I don't the cops were fucking going nuts. We we were driving past and there was like a wall of cops. How many cops was that? That must have been at least 16, right? Maybe 20 cops. Yeah, just all standing in a line in the street, stopping anyone from from entering this mall. It yeah, was crazy. which is traffic would have been terrible without that but it was so much worse we heard a police helicopter going around and the craziest thing was we went by there we wanted to go to the farmer's market because there's some good food and stuff at the farmer's market and the craziest thing was we were trying to get around the traffic so we 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 cut down the surface street and there's these guys holding the sign that said accepting donations and the guys were pretty into it and then they're they're under these umbrellas and so we're going to look at them and there were just umbrellas. There were just these guys with signs saying accepting donations. They were slapping the sign and pointing to the sign, and they were waving the sign. And it's like, I think these guys are just accepting donations. Like, I think they would just <laughs> like us to give them money. It wasn't clear that they were affiliated with anything. There was just three guys. They just looked like normal guys. I don't know if they're homeless. They didn't look very they, homeless. They you know. At first, I thought it was a thing that happens in Chicago a lot, where somebody will like find a, a f- open parking spot in a busy area and literally just block it off with something and then hold up a sign saying i'll, I'll move my stuff for 20 bucks or whatever and <laughs> end up you know stuff like that that's what i thought they were doing but they weren't like there was no hot spark parking spot right there that they were protecting so i no. i don't know what they were doing it was, it was it was it was crazier than cops shutting down an entire mall on black friday i'll tell you that but then we we went and drove down we basically drove to malibu uh which you go through these mountains and and stuff and it's it's just a nice drive and i was uh, you know i told kevin the way i like to kill time is just by driving around so we just kind of hung out driving around for a while and then i took him back and uh yeah it was a lot of fun um 
It was good. Thanks for hanging out with me, Kevin. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and it was it was, it was awesome. a nice sort of like bookend to my doing nothing for Thursday too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was pretty low key. Um, you know, walking around the park and stuff, looking at traffic cones. <laughs> but yeah, so that was good. Um, I really enjoyed having Taylor on. Um, he said after we did the show that he has this um microscope that he can hook up to his zoom um so we could see the microscope on the on the podcast and he like has like a terrarium of like pond water that's just like has microbes and algae and stuff growing in it he was like we could just check out what's going on there so i think we got to get him back he was really fun to talk to and stuff he's he's a really charismatic guy but um you know, I wonder if he'd want to be if we did the podcast, the D and D podcast. I wonder if he'd want to be a player. But uh, you know, hey, that's a practical question for a different day, I guess. But uh, I want we got to have him back on and look at his microscope. <laughs> that sounds really fun. No, that, but, that uh, actually sounds like a great idea. I mean, maybe challenging for an audio podcast, but I want to I want to see how we can pull this off. Yeah, we got to figure out a way to like narrate it. You know, like, uh, like well, planet Earth kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you can do like this David Attenborough kind of voice, um, I think we got it nailed. Yeah. What else? Uh, Elon Musk has been doing a lot of stuff. He's probably done five things since the last time we've like had a podcast to comment on it. Uh, he started going like full on Nazi on Twitter, um, like replying to people that are saying like, hey, these Jews are bad people, which is weird because like right now the conservative stance is to be pro like pro Israel by way of being mad about people being anti-Semitic and stuff, you know, but he's finding, he's finding the mystical middle ground between being, uh, being pro Israel and anti-Semitic at the same time somehow, um, which spurred a lot of the advertisers. And then I was going to talk about that if we did it like a podcast last week or something, but then the fucking, he had that, that New York times thing or whatever, where he told all the advertisers to go fuck himself. And people were like, if you watch the video, this guy's clearly like lost it or something. Did you watch that video? Yeah. Like I, I am pretty sure he was high on something during that. Cause like he was like gritting his teeth and he was just like, not seemingly conscious of what was happening around him like he he wasn't like off into space but at the same time like he wasn't answering the questions that were being asked of him he was just sort of like i don't know he was either really high or he like rehearsed all of what he was going to say in his head before the show and like he was definitely rehearsed it you know he was going to use what he thought of whether it made sense in that 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 situation or not right like he had rants kind of like the podcast where he has these rants loaded up and then he was like well i'm gonna try and get into this if i can i i excuse me jesus christ i think he did know what he wanted to say i i i don't know if he set it up the way he wanted to but i think he did want to tell the advertiser go fuck himself and i think he did think that the crowd would like cheer wildly (laughs) once he said it but I don't know. I wonder, like, well, you're saying gritting his teeth and stuff. That's like Coke. That's like classic Coke, right? If not meth, but probably Coke. I, I don't think he was. Yeah, I don't know. The, the internet seemed to think he was on a lot of ketamine. So that. Yeah, that but I don't think ketamine be. makes you grind your teeth, does it? No, but he he could be doing more than one at once. I don't, I don't sure. know. The internet thinks he's on ketamine because he constantly talks about being on ketamine. Yeah. So it's not like they were like, ah, oh, yes, this is some classic ketamine happening right in front of us. It's like, well, 
I know he does ketamine, and this seems fucked, so that probably has something to do with it. I definitely think that ketamine had something to do with it, but yeah, I don't think ketamine makes you act like that necessarily. But I don't know. I, I don't think I've really talked to anyone who's done ketamine. You know anyone who's done ketamine? Yeah, I've tried talking to people on ketamine before, and they're, it, it is sort of like that where they're just like, oh, you're trying to talk to them, but they're having an entirely different conversation to the one that you're okay. having. It's, it's kind yeah, of a feeling I would get. So that's why I, I, I believe it. Yeah, but I I don't know. But he didn't seem as dreamlike, you know. So I mm-hmm. I don't know. But maybe he's built up quite a tolerance to it too. But maybe he's doing like, like ketamine and like Adderall or something. Yeah, yeah. But like just today, like I don't know if you saw, like he, you know, he posted on Twitter. You know, why is Disney boycotting Twitter yet spending millions on other platforms? And then Stephen King says it was what you said. And then Elon Musk's response to Stephen King is, that's what she said. Which is like, yeah. Like, he, that, that's not a joke. That's just, uh, I don't know. Like, I, he, yeah, I've seen I remember, him before oh, be able to be funny, and this is not it. Yeah, that's not even like, but that, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I know that Hank Green, like two years ago or something, no, was has he had Twitter for two years? Jesus Christ, it's fucking. I don't think it's been. Two no, it's years. it's about a year now. I think. Yeah, but Hank Green, he like reposted like a Twitter exchange we had, or he had with Elon, where he was explaining like basically it's the same shit he's talking about now. Where because I think when they first when he first bought it, I think there was an exodus of advertisers too, and um, you know, Hank Green was saying like, man, I you have a lot of influence you're the figurehead of this company like you need to understand that your actions have consequences that reflect on people's willingness to do business with you i think maybe i'm getting a little bit more in depth he was kind of being more uh holistic about it i guess but that was the gist of what he was saying and then elon's response to him is like and so you're saying twitter should die because of that and then it's like yeah no your actions should have consequences if you if your response to your actions have consequences is and that's bad for me you're saying you're saying some of those consequences could be bad that's not my fault like that's what his kind of stature was it's like i do what are you talking about it's like yeah if if, if you're driving advertisers away and that's killing your revenue that'll kill your revenue like what do you think's gonna happen and it's crazy because that was like a long time ago or whatever a year ago whatever and now he's having like the same thought he's like well what the fuck now i can't just tweet about how nazis are good and how jews are bad and now people will say they don't want to do business with me what the fuck is wrong with those people it's like that's such it's so insane i mean you know I don't know. We it's kind of fallen out of favor. Everybody hates rich people now, so it's not as big of a thing. But have you do you remember the term affluenza? It's, yes. it's this classic yeah. affluenza kind of situation where it's just like he just uh, I don't know. The thing is I'm not gonna say that someone should kill him. Which, you know, if anyone wants to, I'm not gonna stop you. But People like that just need to have their ass completely beaten into the dirt. Like the story, the story I tell is my little brother was a piece of shit for a long time. I remember one time 
he started crying about something and he ran and got a knife and threatened me with a knife and i'm like jesus christ dude just calm the fuck down what the fuck's wrong with you i didn't think he was going to stab me with a knife but i think he was just trying to be dramatic you know you know and he, that's just how he was he was just a little shit he would cry he would he would he would talk a lot of shit he just sucked he really sucked and there was this other guy who also sucked he was just like a burnout piece of shit and my brother got on the wrong side of that guy and um so then they decide to fight they're gonna have a fight and it was in high school me and my brothers are all separated by three years which means that we overlapped our high school time you know um because when i was a senior he was a freshman or whatever so he was gonna fight this guy after school across from my school is a um what do you call it a supermarket and behind the supermarket was like a kind of employees only parking lot loading dock sort of situation and so sometimes people would go behind the parking lot and like do drugs or whatever i don't know or just hang out and look through the dumpsters i don't know um but so uh, they were going behind the parking lot to fight and of course you know he's my brother and i was like i want to go see this fight <laughs> so i went to the fight um to watch and a bunch of people were there i want to say there's like 50 people there watching and um basically what happened is my brother gets popped like right in the chin like right where you don't want to be punched in a fight you know the thing that like knocks you out and he like dropped like i i don't like the thing about i don't know have you've never been in a fight have you not a, a serious one. No. Yeah. Well, the thing about being in a fight is the you know the concept of punching your lights out. Like you go lights yeah. out. Like like you can be hit and knocked out. Obviously, there's the kind of knocked out where you're out cold, you know, and it'll take you a couple minutes. But a lot of times, what happens is you lose consciousness for maybe half a second, maybe one second, maybe two seconds. And so if you so a lot of those times, you'll just drop. You just drop to the floor, and then like by the time you hit the ground, you're awake again. But like your head's spinning, you can't see straight, you know and um so like that basically happened to him he got punched he just completely dropped within half a second he had jumped back up but like i'm sure that he like actually lost consciousness or went kind of staticky for a little bit and i think that happened to him another time i don't think it ever got to the point where he was like getting pummeled you know like on the ground being like getting the shit kicked out of you like uh by the person on top of you i don't think it was like that but he definitely like taken a few good shots to the face and um he went down at least twice like that and uh the thing is like we would fight as kids or whatever with my brother and my older brother and stuff but it was never like that you know it was never super violent um it was maybe closer to like holding someone down and punching their shoulder or something or like just kind of like cat fighting a little bit well cat fighting sexes i mean more just kind of like slapping and like kind of like just kind of generally like scratching or whatever you know not like just kind of like what do you call it flailing you know um but you know it was never anything like that and so ever since that day my brother was just a lot better he was just a lot nicer a lot cooler a lot calmer and i think the thing is and i'm not an advocate of of corporal punishment or anything i think our parents spanked us and stuff and my parents washed my mouth out of it with soap and i think that honestly like fucked me up really bad <laughs> i don't know if it fucked up my brothers that bad but i really you know, so i'm not advocating punishment but i think there are people who they don't have consequences in their life and they don't realize that the stakes of being a shitbag is someone will beat you up and i think once you realize oh 
I can have consequences in the sense that people can beat me up. I think that changes you, you know, I think it's like, oh, I better kind of act better, you know, and I don't know. I think people said Elon got bullied. I don't know. Maybe he did give you it. Novel. I don't know. But I, he definitely feels like the kind of person that he he has been able to skate by without consequences to the point of needing someone to beat him up. I think it would actually help, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, well. We got more snacks to try. The thing is, Kevin has snacks. Kevin bought me snacks, but he didn't get the Mountain Dew. But I want to try the other Mountain Dew. <laughs> and go, I want to read the email. But uh, so Citrus Punch. Let's see if this is as good as I remember. No, not Citrus Punch. Citrus Cherry. Uh, Kevin talked for a while. I've talked quite enough. Okay. Well, Spencer's given given this a little bit of a taste here. He's he's chugging it, and he looks contemplative. Like, he's he's really analyzing it. He's kind of like, you know, letting some air into his mouth a little bit, taking another sip. Almost like, you know, a, a sommelier really trying out a wine for real because they're trying to review it. He's um, he's he's really analyzing. Sorry, I made him laugh a little bit, I think. Yeah, oh, that was good. Um, this doesn't to me, it doesn't taste like the original game fuel. I know that times change. You can't remember and stuff. It doesn't taste the same. It does taste really good. But I want to say that the game fuel just had a more uh cohesive flavor where this feels like it's almost two halves you can taste like the cherry half and you can taste the citrus half and they don't really they're not really blending but it's not it's not bad it's not what i remember um i, I kind of wish original, it tastes like i remember go ahead yeah I, so i looked this up on the the mountain dew wiki I'm, I'm so happy there's a wiki for everything now there's a mountain dew wiki and i think the original ones were half sugar and they've brought them back to full sugar now. So it's the same flavor, but a different profile because they've put the full sugar back in. That's is that is that what you're tasting? Maybe uh, yeah, that could be it, it definitely feels more sweetness forward, if that makes sense. I have no recollection of this sugar or not sugar situation, but uh, or half sugar. I don't know, but uh, I, I could see that. But it just tastes it tastes like a reformulation of the same concept, if that makes sense. Which I don't know. The thing is, back in the very beginning, most of these flavors that they would make would taste more like Mountain Dew with a splash of other flavor. This is a whole tangent. This has nothing to do with what I was just talking about. But Code Red tastes like Mountain Dew with a splash of redness in it. And I think they should reformulate Code Red to be more like these modern flavors that are much more heavily on the new flavor and much less heavily on the Mountain Dew. I think Code Red would kick ass if it were like that. But if you get a Code Red, it mostly just tastes like Mountain Dew and it's kind of let down a little bit. But hey, whatever. I want to read a bunch of emails. Is that okay, Kevin? Go for it. I'm sorry, yeah, Kevin. I'm sorry. This is a bad show and I talked to It's not a bad much. show. It is, but not for the reasons you think. Um, <laughs> anyway, Chris writes... Oh, it's me. Okay. No, that was. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. You can't hear it. I know, but I'm laughing. I heard pieces of it at least. Okay, okay. So Chris writes, you have a new to me segment of reading emails without reading them and then reading them and stopping when they make you uncomfortable. I dig it. So here's my question. It's Dan is famously alcoholic, abusive, and narcissist. <laughs> That many many people love anyway. How did your experience uh, from being a fan to his personal assistant shape your concept of meeting heroes? P.S. I expect this to maybe be too inflammatory, but I'm not trying to be TMZ. Just thought it'd be fun to throw a firecracker at you and Kevin. How did my experience go? 
I don't think it really affected my idea of don't meet your heroes. I'm trying to think there's gotta be like some person that I met and then later was like, man, I don't know if I really liked meeting that. I'd like in my head, there is some person for which that's true. Um, but I can't think of it. Like everyone in community was really good. Everyone was, I, I uh, not that I necessarily want to, uh, you know, blow up their whole spot. But I think, I, I think part of that is like, and this is more about Dan or whatever, but I do think like the way D and D stopped being a priority on Harmontown, I think it did really bum me out. I think it made me feel, um, because, because before, before Harmontown, I had sworn off D and D because D and D caused a lot of fr- problems in drama in my friend group. And I didn't like that aspect of it. And I was like, the only way to like avoid this. Also, I was like a real people pleaser DM and that would make me really stressed out and stuff. So there's just a lot of baggage with D and D in my life. And so I was like, I'm not playing D anymore, anymore. It's too much work. It's, uh, it makes me feel bad. It makes me feel like my friends don't value me and stuff. And so I'm, I'm just done. And then we were doing it on Harmontown, which was like, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, well, this is going to be so great. It's going to be like these super funny people. And I think it was, it was really, really awesome for a long time, you know, like years, but then eventually it started like being de-emphasized. And I think that did start to go like back to like, man, now this is like adding more D and D baggage to my whole thing. And so right now I think I'm in a mode that's more skeptical of playing D and D, even as I want to like kind of integrate more D and D into my life. So I think that's not really a don't meet your heroes kind of thing per se, but I do think it's, it's kind of, I don't know. There, I feel like the, maybe the listener can piece it together, but I feel like there's some shared D and D between or shared DNA. <laughs> between the question and my answer if you guys want to suss that out um Dalton, i mean i know that you were asking spencer oh, not me but like yeah yeah when i first met dan in person like it, it was almost the opposite of i think what they were asking was because like you know i knew him as as kind of an inflammatory writer and i'd listened to harmontown and stuff like that and like you know i was really obsessed with his pilot heat vision and jack before you know it got canceled and everything um but then when i met him in person like I kind of came to the realization that like, he's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. Like his, his ability to like pull things what about in me? from, I, I'm including you in that too. Like, honestly, I think all of the people that I, I've worked with in Harmontown and Traub Home Video and everything else are, you guys are the most talented people I've ever worked with. Hey, I just want to smart. Thank you. No, I, I it's, it's a hundred percent true. And it's like, I'm, I'm really amazed at his ability to just like reference the most obscure things like you know dennis miller times a thousand you know when he's talking yeah yeah dennis miller is a good comp yeah um and you know his ability to like pull these callbacks in from an hour earlier when you were talking to him and like make a joke about something that you've said you know an hour before and things like that like you know, I like I never thought you guys like in Harmontown scripted things, but I'm like, okay, you guys have to be like, no one is this fast. No one can come up with jokes this good this quickly. But to yeah, then to like be yeah. sitting in front of him and watching him do, do that live to what I'm saying. Because he'd do that in writer's rooms too. Like it's the same shit. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's that it, that that was it. I mean, it was just like like his his ability to do that is amazing. And you know, uh, he's basically I think what everyone would think he is. In, in person like i like he's not playing to be somebody that he's not he's he's he is exactly what he appears i think yeah yeah for sure 
and you know i think the improv chops are a big part of that like i think like i think if you're really smart and also you're somehow really good at improv like i think the shit that is possible just becomes really crazy and also like he's really good at rapping like i know that like on the show like a lot of times he would fall back on like kind of crutches and stuff but even if you kind of take those out there like the shit he was doing was like really crazy like he was rapping with logic and freestyling with raw logic and logic could not like keep up and stuff it was, it was always like really impressive um it was really good um so what i've done is i've taken a quart container or is this a pint i don't know one of these you know have you seen the bear i think in the bear the guy drinks out of one of these in the bear um instead of like a cup and so i've mixed the two sodas together so now i'm gonna try this that that kind of looks like apple juice maybe it's it's kind of a brownish color for those yeah, apple listening juice. yeah it, it i want to say it tastes closer to game fuel that i remember but it mostly just tastes like uh, a bunch of bullshit um so dalton slanaker writes hey spencer are you related to the 24th governor of missouri thomas theodore crittenden i spotted a sign on a charity hikes hike thanks dalton um i don't think i am but i don't know as far as i understand there's a lot of crittenden's and that are mostly unrelated i'm sure we share common you know ancestors and stuff i've never done ancestry.com or anything like that so i don't know um but there's a lot of crittendens all over the place there and i say a lot i don't mean a lot a lot but they're just scattered all over the place there's crittendens there's also chittendens which i think you know when crittendens came here from presumably uh Britain because I think there's like a Crittenden Hill in Britain or something um I think uh, there are some of them that got mistranslated as Chittenden um so it's a weird it has a weird uh you know thing I don't want to give my DNA to anybody so I haven't been doing anything like 23andMe or anything but I am kind of interested in my you know the the name and my family tree and stuff like that uh all right talk to your brother into giving his DNA that way you get the same results but you don't need to give up yours yeah this we have a clock on the show it's counting down from one minute right now this is actually a hard limit right we actually have to be off you got you got plus or minus a minute or two okay so let me just read this last email from ian i think we solicited this kind of email before it was a dear jeff letter we wanted people to write to jeff so this says dear jeff in the hollowed shadows of war my thoughts are consumed by the echoes of your laughter absent from both the battlefield and our cherished podcast the camaraderie we shared on air the banter that filled the studio with life now seems like a distant melody lost in the cacophony of cannon fire i'll say now that i'm going to finish this email and then you just kill the show okay kevin okay Okay. As I face the trials of this conflict, I find myself longing for not not only for the reunification of our hearts, but also for the reunion of our voices on the airwaves. The absence of your wit and humor on a podcast amplifies the solitude that envelops me in this desolate landscape. In the midst of the smoke and strife, I cling to the hope that our shared stories and improvisations will once again dance through the ethers, transcending the turmoil that separates us. Until then, I find solace in the memories of our lively exchanges and the prospect of a future where the battlefield and podcast studio alike bear witness to our shared tales, anticipating the day when laughter will drown out all the echoes of gunfire. Ian. All right. See you guys. Bye, everybody.